New year, new me. As you know, everybody believes that a new year is going to bring a better version of themselves, but most of the time it's just the same shit. But I can tell you that there is one thing that can guarantee that you will feel motivated to keep pushing in life, and it's having results. If you have even small results, you will start getting traction because you understand that your efforts are linked with something positive, with a good outcome that is improving your life. So that's why today I want to share with you seven wisdom nuggets that I believe will make your freelancer career, or if you want to start a small business, is going to make the process smoother. So I will highly suggest you to pay attention, write down these ideas. Maybe this episode will go in Spanish. I don't know yet because so far on YouTube, what I can tell is that people love sexual t topics. But I understand that people who follow this podcast has a higher IQ so I can expand on this kind of, of uh, business tips. So before starting, I want to say thanks to the sponsor, as always, to me, inglesparacholos.com. We are December. The best way to start your 2024 is by joining inglesparacholos.com. Also, if you want to buy the audiobooks, remember, la, como dejar de ser una putita, o la eyaculación eterna, you can text me to my WhatsApp, más 51 9890 Let's start with this. The first tip, and this is kind of the most important part, is like we need to understand the seasonality of our business. In my case, I realized for vitamins and also for English, July and December are the top months. If I only work, if I only sell on July and December, I can live comfortable for the year. Why? Because uh, in Peru, for example, people receive double salary. They have an extra salary and always people want to invest the extra money. So a nice way to do it is by be all the time connected to the WhatsApp or to the DM, wherever you are selling, those two months. Then the, re the rest of the year, you can allocate time in other activities. But July and December are the selling months. I can tell you this December, by accident, I can sell all my reunions, all my friends' meetings that I have, I can sell them. And I have made like the equivalent to six or eight months in sales just on December. So that's why we need to understand how to tackle these high seasons. How, how can we approach to these moments? And I wanted to compare this with powerlifting. For example, if you want to do deadlifts, let's say that you want to do a PR, a, a personal record. You're not going to do PR every day or every week. You're going to do PR maybe three times, four times a year. The same happens in sales. You are not going to make your max sales every month, but there are some months in the year that you know that the money is there, that the liquidity is there, so you need to go balls deep. And here is an extra tip for this. If you want to maximize those months that you understand that are high, work in the branding the previous months. So for example, let's try to analyze November. We understand that for most of the business, the high month is December. So on November, I will do a lot of publicity and a lot of branding. Why? So by the time that people get the money, they already think about you. Most of the people, they do the opposite. On November, they stress because they don't have sales. And when December comes, they are tired because they were trying to have sales and they make a lot of discounts. So now they don't have a good branding to close sales on December. So remember, there are some months that are more important than others when we are talking about sales. Tip number one. The second one is the high ticket mentality. So here's the deal. Unless that you are in a emergency 
uh, in an economical emergency, it's better to just select the activities that bring you the most money to the table. So this is how it goes. And this is what I'm working with my, with my trainees, with my coaching students. If you are making 100 soles per hour, okay, and you are already making, I don't know, per month, maybe 3,000 soles or 4,000 soles, there's no need to come back and do some extra hours for 50 soles. Why? Because if you do that, you are going to fill your schedule. Now you are busy. And if you are busy, there is no room for improvement. What you want to do is always have like three or four extra free hours per day. And if you have more time, you are going to think, how can I replicate these 100 solid hours more times per day or per week? Depending on how is your, your career going. I can tell you this because this was a mistake that I used to do many times. For example, I was doing, um, when I was selling uh, Ligandrol and Ostarin, back then in time, the price was 300 soles. So I understood that each time that I work, I will get more or less those amount of money, like 300 soles. But suddenly I started to sell t-shirts and a vender polos. So when I started to sell t-shirts, my profit was just 10 soles. So I was switching a sale of 300 soles for a sale of 30 soles. That shit doesn't make sense. What we have to do is always, how can we create a greater high ticket activity? Now I'm doing Inglés para Cholos, that is 3,000 soles. That's why I'm doing less than 1,000 soles coaching now because it makes more sense to focus in the 3,000 soles activities, plus I have more time to give value to those customers. So always try to target the thing that will give you the most money. And of course, if you can create like an automatic, a systematized way to make money in autopilot, yes, maybe in that case you can have a lower ticket. For example, my audiobooks. My audiobooks, they have a price of 80 soles. That is not a big deal because it's just send the audiobook and that's it. But any activity that requires your energy, always try to increase the price of that or what new activity can you do that can charge more for that. The next one is learn to build a team. But before continue, please remember to spread the word. Tell the people to go to Spotify. They will find me my nickname, Uncle Balta. I believe many of the things that we are talking on this podcast can actually improve someone's life. In a world that is full of fucking fake influencers that are just talking shit, talking uh, bullshit, it's good to have a podcast where you can really learn things to apply in life. Build a team. I don't know if you, but I have phobia to employees. Maybe because I had a lot of bad previous experiences, but also because I understand that trends are changing so rapidly that it's difficult to know if you are going to need someone in, in a long term. And now long term is just six months or a year. So that's why I love to find like parallel ways, alternative ways to have a team without hiring employees. I was listening an interview of Robert Kiyosaki and he said this, he said that his team is small, but the way that he leveraged his effort is by teaming up with the distributors of his books. So the people who resell his books are his team. And that gave me an insight. Is there a way to work with people but not hire them as employees? And the answer is yes. One way, for example, is like Yosaki, use your distributors. In my case, I realized that I'm good working with freelancers. Freelancer, for example, one guy, Mr. Fit, he do my thumbnails. Renato do the clips. 
I have another guy who walk my dog. So a person received the payment for one activity. He makes more ma more money doing that activity and also he want me to have more production. So the incentive is to have more volume of work, not less. When you have an employee, most of the time, the incentive for the employee is working as little as possible. So you want the opposite. You want a freelancer that is begging you, please give me more work because I will make more money in that way. It's good to remember that artificial intelligence is doing many, many jobs. It's replacing many jobs now. So that's the beauty of a freelancer, that the freelancer will find a way to leverage his output with artificial intelligence. Let's say the, the person who do my clips, he will find a way to use AI to just replace the images on my clips and he could make now longer clips for me uh, he will work less. So that's why you want to have always the right incentive. And you know, an interesting way that I found out this year to leverage your output with people is by having um, students. Students, the people, my trainees from, from my coaching, now I'm working with them also. From Inglés para Cholos, when I need a, a professional, I will check, do we have a professional like the one that, I, that I'm looking for in the community? And if the answer is yes, I prefer to work with someone that I already know. Just two extra things before we wrap this point. Is you once that you have some success, you can become a consultant. Who is a consultant? It's like a coach, but for business purposes. You can help other people with their business and you get a nice money. You can get like a, um, a payment for that or you can get even a percentage of the income of that business. And you can create also support agencies. Uh, there are companies, for example, now that need assistance in social media. I know a woman that is working in a company that offers uh, cleaning services to buildings. So she, I mean, not, not her, but her people cleans the common areas of the buildings. And she has specialized in that business. And it's interesting, you know, that like she's helping companies uh, and people to fix a problem and she can scale that with more people. And the last thing that I will want to share with you here is that many uh, freelancers, they are hiring virtual assistants from other countries. Many people are hiring people from, from Philippines. We can also hire people from our own country if we want. But I believe having like a virtual assistant is also a way to make your job easier, especially the activities that you always repeat. Let me talk about three extra points to wrap this podcast. A pod, a collapse and share resources. If you follow my Instagram account, Tio Balta, yesterday a woman, Maricel, she's a YouTuber, she did a reaction over my YouTube video about single mothers. And it was so funny because in one day her reaction got like 12,000 views. She is not just getting views because the topic is good. She's also sending her people to my platform. So we both are winning. And that's why I share her podcast on my social media. Because I understand that in a world where big corporations are winning, the only way that the small players can win or at least cash up with the competition is if we team up, if we play together. There is no other way. And there are two ways to team up. By doing collaborations, by working together, and also by sharing resources. And when I'm talking about sharing resources, one easy way is by renting things that you don't use or rent stuff that you need. For example, I have a living room here in, my, in this house. That living room has like 10 sofas, has a whiteboard. It's especially for giving a speech. 
I use that thing maybe twice per per month. Yeah, just twice per month. So I'm renting that for someone that needs the Libro. I'm sure there are going to be some speakers or some professionals that want to that would like to rent that, I don't know, maybe for 100 soles, gather 10, 10 people, charge 200 soles to each person, they make 2,000 soles and they pay 100 soles for the living room. I'm sure that is a business model. I'm still thinking about that. But what I'm trying to go is that big companies, they keep growing because they know how to leverage resources. Small players need to know how to leverage the other person's resources if we want to also grow. And the next two points that I want to cover here is we need to learn the act of reducing fr reducing frictions in the good stuff and incrementing friction in the bad things. So what is, this is a question. What is the one thing that you are good doing? What is the best skill that you have? In my case, I told you it's like podcasting, selling, branding. But in the case of podcasting, what will improve my podcasting skill if I listen more podcasts? How can I achieve that by having more speakers in my house? There is this uh, brand JBL, um, JBL. I have the, the model extreme. That, that speaker is like 1000 solids almost. I have three of those speakers in different parts of the house and also in one in the car. So always whenever I have a free time, I know that I have a speaker close to me where I can consume podcast. Uh, some people would say, why buy in three speakers? You can just carry one all the time. But you know, you, you want to make the process as easier, as, as frictionless as possible. So in my case, the speaker allow me to produce more. Anything that will allow you to produce more is a good investment. The other question is what limit you? Sometimes we have things that are holding us, you know, in one case, for example, was the delivery in my case. Sometimes people will tell me, hey, Jose, I will send you a motorcycle. And I was like, okay, send me a motorcycle. But they don't send you the delivery guy fast. And you need to be waiting for that. And that cut your, your productivity. We need to find what are the things that are cutting my productivity and what, how can we overcome that thing? And you will find other ways. I also have now two offices. I have one office here and one office in my mother's house. So whenever I have an idea, I can start just working. I don't need to wait. Oh, I have to go to the other house to work. No, I can just, if I have inspiration, I work in the moment. And talking about um, doing exercise, I found out that having a gym that has many locations is helps you a lot. Sometimes you want to go to a gym, but you are in one space. Oh, how far? My gym is far away. Yeah, but if you have a lot of location, anytime you just get inside one location and you do your exercise and connected to that point of the exercise also is having always an outfit with you. I have in the car, uh, in the trunk, I have always one short, one t-shirt and my pair of shoes. So if I'm close to the gym, I know I just stop. I, I, I take my clothes, do exercise and come back. So you want to make as frictionless as possible the good stuff. And if we want to reduce something, as we talk about the cell phone, for example, is a uh, stop using social media uh, on cell phone, just on PC. And you know, something that was holding me back was the reunion. What happened with the reunion, especially here in, in Latin America, as you know, most of the reunion start late and finish late. So the next day I was finished like shit. So what is my solution now? Is always try to go, uh, for example, if my friends do a reunion at 10 p.m., 
Uh, I go at 10 p.m. and I leave in the reunion at 11.30. I know that it's early. Some people will say, oh, you're going early. I don't give a fuck, but I already saw my people and I'm not destroying, I'm not um, reducing the quality of my sleep. And the last thing that I want to cover here is about creativity and um, creativity and discipline. You can ask, what is the thing that you have the less, creativity or discipline? Nowadays, I can tell you both are important, but depending what is the weakest point in your case, you need to focus more on that. In my case, it's creativity. It's going to sound weird because I have a podcast almost every day, but I have discipline. That having discipline for me is not a problem. You tell me, go to a gym, I go to a gym. If I know what do I have to do, I just do it. But the creativity, sometimes having these ideas that can change, you know, just to give you a case. The video, the Christmas video that you saw on my YouTube channel, the Los Diez Mandamientos de la Putería, those things were ideas that appeared in the morning of that day. I got the idea, fuck, I did the episode, and that episode is bringing me customers every day without putting extra money or effort. So that's why I believe if I can improve even more my creativity, the process will be easier. And in an era where everything is technology, if you know what do you need and how to achieve that, finding the technology is, is, is easy to, to do. So that's why I believe we need to improve creativity. How can we improve creativity? Remember these three principles that are bend, blend, and break. So bend is mixing two things, two ideas, and making it a one new concept. Blend is using something that is working in other industry or other country and bringing it here to Peru, for example, to your current market. Break is something that is complex, make it simple. And the best way to boost your creativity, I found this, is gather yourself with different people, with new kind of information, with new experiences, receive that information, absorb the wisdom, and then isolate yourself so you can analyze. You want to have time with people and time alone, with people to collect info alone, to analyze the info and to implement it. And talking about discipline, I would say that the easiest way is by fixing your environment. You want to improve your diet, there, there shouldn't be cookies in your house. You want to go to the gym, always your clothes should be ready to go to the gym. Uh, reduce the bullshit activities. If I want to improve my physique, what about if we stop wasting time on Netflix? All these easy activities make us becoming lazy because why am I going to the gym if I can just enjoy the time playing video games, for example? So reduce the bullshit activities will allow you to create habits easy. And also I would say gather with the right people. If all your people around you are disciplined, you will become disciplined. The last thing here, we, and we are going to wrap the podcast with this thing, that is finding bottlenecks and blind spots. A system is as strong as its it weakest point. I will give you the case of YouTube, but you can apply this to your case. In my case on YouTube, something was wrong because I was doing good episodes. And I mean, I can tell you because I don't only do the, the episodes, but I also consume. I listen my own episodes. Well, this is a fucking good episode. What is keeping the channel for keep growing? Something is wrong. And then I understand the structure and where was the bottleneck. If you want to have a YouTube video and you can apply this to your whatever you are offering, the YouTube video, how the customer goes, you need to be customer oriented. The customer see thumbnail, miniatura first, thumbnail first, title second, introduction, how do you start the video and finally the content. 
and I found out that I was good in content, but sometimes my intro was lazy or I was like too relaxed in the intro and then the content was good. I started to improve my introduction, <laughs> a powerful introduction. Then I started improving the titles and then I found I'm missing the thumbnail. One that I found a guy, my friend Mr. Fit, to fix the thumbnail, the bottleneck was expanded. And if you go to my YouTube channel now, it's like my videos used to be an average of 5,000 views. Now they are an average of 15,000 or even 20,000, like 3x or 4x just by fixing the bottleneck. So that is the beauty. Once that you find your bottleneck is you will expand everything. Uh, maybe you're asking, yes, but what is my bottleneck? I can give you some ideas. Could be that you are not investing in publicity. Five solids per day on Facebook or Instagram ads will help you. You are not stacking more value on your product. Your product is more, uh, is, is too, um, it's a commodity. You can find everything like yours in the market. So you need to stack more value. That's why, that's how you will bring more people. Or you can, you can find a strong customer. I found that out also. When you have a strong customers, many of the people who are working with me, that are helping me with some part of my process, they are using me as a way to prove that they know how to work and they are getting new customers. So if you find a good customer, a strong customer with reputation, his reputation, his reputation will also go to yourself. And talking about blind spot, just to wrap this podcast because I have a class now. Talking about blind spot, I can tell you that there is, for example, just to give you a case, how much it costs you to not know how to make $100,000 per year? $100,000 here in Latin America, $100,000 in Latin America is good money. With that, you can live comfortable and I'm sure that every two years you can buy a new apartment with that money because you will have money to save. The question is, what are you, what you don't know that you don't know? That is the biggest question because the things that you don't know that you know are easy to fix, but what are those other things? And one interesting way to find that out is first by following successful players. Follow people who are having success and check what do they know that I don't know? That is a good question. The other is try to look for coach or mentors in specific areas in your life. So that will help you to reduce the bullshit. And if you reduce the bullshit, you have more space to see what is missing in your life. And well, one extra tip just to wrap this podcast fast is that I believe the biggest problem that people have now is that their attention is directed in the wrong stuff. People are distracted in farandula, as I always mention, but if you focus at least like 80% or 90% of your attention in things that actually can help you, you will find out that life becomes easier. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you want to work with me, you can text me to my WhatsApp, más 51 98 90 23 986.